Hello, everyone. This is I Am My Best, and I'm here to do another podcast. Today, we've got a very special guest who has an abundance of beautiful energy and can be found uh, with a very large and growing account, both on Twitter and on YouTube. Her name is Ciara, and she is the magic mirror. She's guiding people to fall back in love with themselves, and she is an inner child healing specialist, and she is moving mountains in the space of Twitter. <laughs> Hello, Ciara. <laughs> what an introduction. How do I like even compare to that? <laughs> well, well, you are that. You. And thank you. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. It's honestly an honor to be on this podcast. And I really feel the same way about you. I am best. Like, you have such a beautiful energy and you're impacting lives. And here we are impacting lives together. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is great. We're just here to have a chat about the wonderful things that you are doing to help others and an exploratory conversation about you and your journey. So um, first and foremost, I think your entire audience, which is huge and growing, is aware that you are days away from giving birth to your beautiful son. Um, so yes. we all want to know, <laughs> how are you doing and how are you feeling and how have you managed through this pregnancy? Oh, this pregnancy has been a journey. So <laughs> I'm just going to put this out there right now. I talk a lot, so prepare. I love it. For a, a mouthful. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am feeling, I'm feeling good. Like, I feel like I'm a lot, I guess, more centered and more stable in my energy than I ever have. Whereas before I was pregnant, I was a little more all over the place. And I feel like just getting, having this life inside of me, I'm just like, oh, wait, my energy is going to affect his energy. So mm -hmm. let me make sure I'm the best version of myself for this child. Awesome. So <laughs> I'm feeling good right now. I mean, Pregnancy is a roller coaster. It's bipolar. Yes. Every like, <laughs> I can be feeling great one day, and then the next, I'm just feeling like poop, and then I feel good again. <laughs> but I've been um, I've been walking like two to three miles every day just to induce labor, and just so I can have a quick labor. And I'm still working. Clearly, and yes. I'm just. I have to stay busy because I'm so anxious to meet him. So. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. And it's really incredible that you're still doing work. I saw one of your recent tweets saying that you still have time slots available for people who wish to do some healing calls, which is yeah. amazing and so incredibly uh, giving and generous of you. So thank you, because people need it more than ever right now. Like I'm realizing like, wow, I'm about to give birth and everybody like needs this like healing. Yes. So I'm going to do it to the day I deliver. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. Yes. And thank you for that. Um, of course. <laughs> so I, I think that um, the work that you do is you're absolutely right. Impacting a lot of people and definitely needed. In fact, I think it should be an essential service um, because yes. <laughs> we all go through uh, the need to heal. We've all been through childhood that has looked in, in some way or another dysfunctional or challenging and takes us away from who we are and disconnects us to some degree. 
So, um, and my understanding is that you used to be in the teaching industry and you pivoted into doing this work. And so I'm wondering what the catalyst was for you to do that pivot. Well, it was like multiple catalysts. So I started what really got me into this inner child healing work was I was extremely mentally sick, like Mm -hmm. so mentally ill, had no idea how to take care of myself. I hated life. Like, I don't even know how I survived that time period in my life. And uh, it started when I was like 16, when I got really, really sick, crying every day, anxiety attacks. And my mom had no idea how to help me. Mm -hmm. So she placed me on medication Mm -hmm. and just out of desperate attempt to just like help me. um, The medication ruined my life and made me even sicker. So I got trapped on this medication and I knew it was making me worse, a lot worse. Like I'm talking about like took away my intuition Mm -hmm. took away my connection to my like conscious mind just like a conscious like just I didn't have a consciousness like I was a zombie okay and I was the opposite of who I was um I was stealing I was doing drugs I was an alcoholic I was like oh these just complete opposite and I tried to get off this medication and my psychiatrist wouldn't let me but instead would increase my dosage every time I said that it wasn't working mm-hmm. and she told me that I had to be on them for the rest of my life <sighs> and I didn't like that so I quit cold turkey ended up in the hospital with internal bleeding in the brain oh. and they discharged me because they asked me did you just stop taking your medication and I was like yes and they're like, you're going to be fine. Just make sure you take it again. And don't ever go a couple of days without it. Whoa. Like, what? Oh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh wow. <clears throat> since that day, so that was two years into medication. And I knew from that moment forward that I needed to get off the meds. I had no idea how, but I was going to. And so it was like a whole journey. It didn't happen until two years later. So four years of this medication, like, I literally ended up getting so sick. The psychiatrist wrote me a prescription so high that I ended up starting to like, like I would stab myself. I wanted to die. Like I was sorry if it's graphic. No, it's it's heartbreaking is what it is. Yes. I was cutting myself. I was in college failing my classes, which is not like me. Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing I was doing was like me. Um, I, I realized that the dosage was making me even more sicker. And when I told her that, she was just like, okay, I'll write you another prescription. And then she was like, just kept writing me. Like I was up to like six or seven prescriptions. Oh dear. Yes. And then I, (laughs) I know I actually stopped. um, I started using cannabis. Okay. And my intuition was starting to talk to me again because cannabis is plant medicine. It's from the earth. And I started getting like channels from the plant, like the consciousness of the weed, the cannabis plant told me that the medicine is what's making me sick and I can heal myself if I get off of it. Wow. And I just kept trusting Mm -hmm. the voices that I was hearing from my intuition. And so I kept using it every single day. And 
I told my psychiatrist, it was by my senior year of college, I was just like, I want to quit. And that was my last, I was like, I'm going to quit. And she told me, no, I couldn't. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to take my healing into my own hands. I'm my own healer. Yes. Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And this is what started it all. So that's why okay. I'm, I'm telling you this because I decided to take my own healing into my own hands and I tapered off the medication and by the time I was on 40 milligrams of Lexapro and by the time I was on, I started tapering off of it. I did it safely until five milligrams, my intuition and the universe just broke through to me. Like literally I just had this huge awakening and I realized the power of my mind. Like it literally was just like this huge golden energy that came to me and told me that I can quit the medication cold turkey now and never go back keep trusting your intuition your mind is so powerful just follow your intuition through this whole journey and you will be fine and then I was revealed visions of the purpose that I'm here to serve Mm -hmm. wow and I didn't know (laughs) I was just like what the heck I'm supposed to help people like me (laughs) (laughs) and okay and so what were you on track to do prior Um, to this awakening I was yeah teaching I was going to school to be a teacher and that month I awakened was when I was applying to be, um, get my credential in the master's program. Okay. Okay. Taking all the tests. And then like two weeks after this awakening, like right when I took my first test was the C-Best, right when the application was about to be due, I was just like, no, I got sick to my stomach. I couldn't do it. Oh, your body was talking to you. Okay. Yes. Incredible. So you became your own physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health advocate. And you listen to your body and you listen to everything going on inside of you. And you, you knew your truth. You meant it wasn't necessarily crystallized. I'm guessing yet. Yeah. Okay. No. Cause it took a, it took probably like (laughs) um, two and a half years after that, that I realized like, Oh, like inner child work is my specialty. Like, Oh, it's all piecing together. Like, I'm supposed to help people heal their inner child because the parents are the future for the children. And my other purpose is actually working with children, creating my own school. But first I got to heal everybody in the planet first so they can implement this new structure. Yes. For the kids. Oh, incredible. So it all unraveled. Like it was a process. It took time. Yes. A long time. As it does. But that's an incredibly vulnerable admission and powerful story of what we have in us to do and, and, and the capacity that we have, even in our extremely lowest points. This mm-hmm. is, oh, this is so inspirational, Ciara. Um, so, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's incredible. I, um, I'm curious to know, has your circle of influence or your soul tribe, as some call it, um, changed in the process of shifting into your new career path or your your sort of soul contract? Yeah. I was alone for most of this journey. I lost everybody. Mm -hmm. Just wasn't in resonance with me anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. My first year, like six months after my awakening, I left my boyfriend of six years. (sighs) And then two months after that, I met my soulmate. Mm. And we've been together since then. And he's been the only like constant person in my life. Beautiful. Throughout this. So he's been there the whole time. And then 
my best friend who I awakened with, we went our separate paths and we both had to go on our own journeys. Now we're reuniting and our purposes are aligned. Wow. Yeah. So everyone else in my life prior to that isn't really around anymore. I have a few and they're healing too now. They're, they're catching up. Okay. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about your self-healing and your spiritual journey? Yes. Okay. So this is, it's so out of this world. It just, it's so magical to me how powerful our intuitions are, but yeah, I had a lot of brain damage from this medication and that's just one of the side effects, but my intuition guided me to go on a plant-based diet. Nice. And I was just like, okay, I started doing that. And then I started fasting intuitively fasting and I had no idea that I was healing my brain until a year later when I actually was piecing it together I was like wow I was fasting because when you fast all your energy goes towards healing and nourishing your cells exactly so much of our energy actually goes towards digestion Mm -hmm. when we're eating heavier foods processed foods meats so so true and then I was just like all intuitively led to fasting a plant-based diet. And then I was led to herbs and I was led to work with um, a, a plant, a fungi, psilocybin mushrooms. And so you, you said you got onto this fungi. Um, yes. I, were there any influences in terms of people in your life who helped or supported you in this journey and getting you into a different path? Um, no. I mean, yep. let me see. So it was honestly all the universe, like Amazing. the universe, like this golden energy that came to me when I had my awakening is what whispered and guided me through this whole process. Mm-hmm. And the universe would bring me people, though, like that's what like the universe would like use conduits to give me messages. Lovely. Oh, yes. One of the jobs that I worked at, um, it was a horrible job and it's three, three, three right now, which is confirmation. (laughs) I had a coworker there that, um, he also introduced me to the Twitter world, this whole spiritual community on Twitter. So he was an influence in my life that helped me get onto this path. Okay. And then, and when was that? What was the day and or month and year um so that was 2018 april tw- yes. it was like april 2018 yes okay okay yeah and then at that point it just kind of exploded and expanded you just started yes. sharing your your messages okay well no i observed at first okay I, I observed everybody on twitter and i was just like wow there's this whole other community that's like me like i thought i was alone this whole time like other people have these perspectives. Other people are vegan and like and um, understand the chakras. I started getting really into like the chakra system and understanding mm-hmm. like the in- how it's connected to the endocrine system. It's incredible. Medicine, um, learning more about fasting, learning more about herbs, learning more all natural resources, and about I learned about the fruit diet through um, through Twitter. amazing fruit diet really like that was when my vibration was like so high and healing and I just I learned a lot through Twitter too incredible that was the universe though the whole time 
That's amazing. Um, I'm curious about the fruit diet. Can you just do a quick bullet point on what's included, what's involved? So it's a raw diet entirely. So I did raw fruit. So I would literally fast with watermelons. So I would just eat a watermelon a day for like eight days. Eight days. Okay. Okay. It sounds crazy, but it just like, it melted away like all this stubborn fat. Like I struggled with my weight forever. And now all the weight was just piling off on top of like energy. Like it was just like all these, like, it was like I was burning through karma, burning through like memories, burning through baggage. And it helped the healing process and it helped me feel so connected to the body Okay. And spirit, just, I was like a pure conduit. I just felt like a supernatural human just on this fruit diet. And then I shifted. I did that. I would do that off and on in between vegan because I didn't do it all the time because I wasn't a hundred percent sure because science of course doesn't back up. No. Fruit is bad or it's bad for you to eat like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was a little hesitant and scared, but I would bounce between like vegan normal vegan and then fruititarian and then um I did that again in 2019 from February to May I would I was like eating only mangoes pretty much mangoes oh they're the best (laughs) (laughs) I love mangoes (laughs) (laughs) and okay and so when you became pregnant um how has your nutrition intake changed so when I was pregnant, I actually started craving meat again. And I had a bunch of things like random things wrong with my blood levels. And I had no idea why. I was just like, oh, they, like it indicated that I had like leukemia or something. It was weird. Oh, that's alarming. Okay. Yeah. But it all went away the next time I got a blood test. Okay. Thank so goodness. Just, like, weird little scares. That's a whole nother topic mm-hmm. in my medical industry. But um, I was... I started eating meat and cheese again for like six months on my pregnancy and I'm back to vegan because I feel like my body just kind of needed the meat and the cheese to help mm-hmm. grow the baby. Mm-hmm. And I bet I could have done vegan throughout it, but I just didn't, I was going through so much that I just didn't know how to like focus both. Mm-hmm. So, Understandable. Oh, and you're feeling well now and uh, everything is going relatively smoothly. Yeah. Okay. Great. Incredible. Okay. Well, why don't we talk a little bit about the work that you do with helping people reconnect with their inner child and start to heal from childhood trauma and ancestral trauma and all that good stuff that you're into right now. Okay. So that's like the basis of how I healed myself. So everything that I've learned was through what I learned in meditation and how I healed myself. So I did say I had like a lot of mental illness. So I had like, I guess what the medical industry can prescribe you I'd describe as like split personality, bipolar disorder, PTSD, I guess I had like every single one of them okay. by the book. <laughs> <laughs> but I understood, I was able to discover that all mental disease is just a result of like trauma. Mm-hmm. And it could be inherited through generational mm-hmm. trauma too, through experiences and I was just like it's not an illness it's just energy that needs to be like yes and cleared yeah absolutely okay and I learned and discovered that the every time you experience what you perceive as traumatic you're being fragments and 
there's pieces of you stuck in those old timelines. Okay. And so I would start doing soul retrieval work on myself where I would go back to those timelines, pick up those pieces and integrate them into wholeness. And so that's what I do when I do my healing calls right now, when I work with people. Amazing. Is I guide them through a meditation. I invite the universe in to reveal to us like what needs to be um, what needs to be shared. And then I guide them through the process of picking up these fragments and we integrate them back to their being. And how long does a session like that take? Um, it takes only 30 minutes. Oh, geez, that's incredible. So, okay. So you, you recently had a tweet that said, sometimes it takes time for the answers to be revealed. So I'm curious, yes. like how long does the process of inner child retrieval or connection take? Does it actually happen every time within that half an hour or does it happen in stages? And it begins the okay. process. So I feel like, cause that's just what I, I guide them through one memory. I guide them through one timeline and there's hundreds, maybe thousands of timelines that they have to go back to and pick up mm-hmm. these pieces. So it's just like an introduction of like what they're specifically struggling with. So I had a client today who really struggles with anxiety and fear. And that was a result of her experiencing like abuse from a parent and so now she's always in fear. So we had to go back and just go through one timeline, which she was abused by her father. And I was able to guide her through that memory, but that's just <sighs> one. So that's just going to be, that's going to be just the, like the little like tip of the iceberg. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's an intense process. Um, you'd really have to power up to guide someone through this and, um, it just sounds like it can really open up a whole can of worms that one may or may not be prepared to deal with. I'm, I'm guessing that mm-hmm. in this process, there's multiple significant shifts that can happen over time in a person's life. So Yes. And so she had a huge shift just from that experience, just because from healing one, one meant like one memory like that, it just skyrockets you into the direction you need oh, to head. Incredible. Especially if you have the support around you or at least someone that can help you at, at certain checkpoints to make sure that you're staying in the right direction or in the direction of, of light and love and reconnecting with your truth and who you are. Um, It's so necessary to have a guide too. Like I always just like, I wished I had someone who guided me through this because I got stuck so many times because I didn't know how to navigate it, but I was revealed that I had to do it alone because I'm the teacher. So I had to teach myself and then I could teach others. So I had to Wow. Do okay. Because I was going to ask you in your healing journey, like, was there ever a time or a point when you like momentarily or longer thought you could not keep going? Like the more you dug. So yes. can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yes. Sometimes, oh, I just would like unravel so much of my like psyche that I just would be depressed and in the Mm -hmm. darkness. Like I call it the underworld, Mm. like in the pits of hell for weeks. And I just wouldn't want to keep going anymore. I was just like, no, like I was like, why did I ever do this? Like that's happened a couple Mm -hmm. of times. Um, And then I just would keep going somehow. Like I just would get that push again from the universe like no like this is you're on the right path like 
you're meant to be in the underworld right now. When you get dragged in there, it's so you can understand more of your mm-hmm. darkness. And I know it hurts, but you have to Yes, going. yes. And, and so, and why is that? Like, why, why do you do this work? And why is it so important that we face ourselves and love ourselves and reconnect with our inner child? So I do this work because I feel like I have such a huge purpose in helping the planet transition into a healed planet. And the entire planet itself is sick. So all the beings that inhabit it are also sick. But with each person that heals themselves, with each person that understands and clears all this emotional baggage, we become one step closer to a healed planet. Oh, that's beautiful. That's that's what I want too. I want world peace. And in that, that includes full self-love and, and just emanating with that radiance. Uh, that's Yay. beautiful. So this is indeed your hope for the world is to see all of humanity healed. That's incredible. Yeah. And um, that was... I think it was about a year and a half ago where I started channeling the planet, connecting to the planet, which is a different entity than the universe. It's a different energy. And so the planet, I, I, the planet uses me as a conduit to help assist with this awakening. Um, I call it heaven taking back wow. earth. Cause right now I feel like it's a satanic world. I feel like it's the devil's world and I'm not religious mm-hmm. at all. But that's just how I always perceived it. And I feel like heaven is coming back. We're taking the light workers are coming back and we're awakening everybody. Oh, yes. That's the hope, right? Oh, <laughs> that's beautiful. Yes. That's beautiful. Um, so speaking of what's going on in the world and, and, and the way it is right now, would you like to share a little bit about your beliefs about what this pandemic, um, the coronavirus is all about and what you think is really going on? Oh, I have chills because this is, I've had a crazy experience with this coronavirus. Like I'm really getting tested with it. I don't know exactly what is going on. I can honestly say that. And it's because I haven't tuned too deep into it, but I do know that we are not being told Mm -hmm. the truth. Mm -hmm. I know. And from my experience, from what I have gone through with this virus, it's, like it almost isn't real to me it's not a real virus okay and that and I came up with this belief because I would watch the news I I hope not too much of the news it's pretty (laughs) quite the downer these days (laughs) yeah my father-in-law and my lover they um they trade stocks Mm -hmm. so they have the news on all day fair enough And so I work with them sometimes. And so I was, I remember this one day I was on all day. They were both like obsessing mm. over the coronavirus, like talking about how it's affected business. And then I go home that night and my throat is killing me. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. what? what is going on? Okay. So I sat with that and I was just like, I do not welcome this virus into my reality. You set that intention. This is just not serious. Okay. Yes. I woke up the next morning. Amazing. I was gone. Okay. And I talked to a couple of my soul family, my tribe, and I called like three different ones. Like I called two soul sisters and a soul brother. And they went through the same pattern, the same test, the same trial that I went through. And I was just like, wait a minute. Are you serious? I'm, 
like wait, wait I'm wait, curious wait. to know when that was because I remember a point when my throat was sore too not that long ago it was like yeah. right in the beginning we're beginning it was like right before the it was quarantine so March mid-March okay yes, yes. It was March. okay please go on I did too go on too. please so I feel like my theory is all the light workers went through that mm-hmm. same trial mm-hmm. and so I was just like, okay, like this, this shit is fake. And excuse my language because I just, I get so Speak it, sister. It. And I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm just like, the virus is sent through like the media, like it, their mind manipulation. Like it's literally not an actual virus, but because of how much they're feeding it, how much they're like, it's literally everywhere. Like it's on billboards, advertisements, the news, Facebook, everywhere you go, everywhere is talking about it. So that's subconsciously planting that seed mm-hmm. in your mind. And they describe all the, the symptoms are everywhere too. So that's also putting that in your mind. It's yeah. It became <gasps> a very overwhelming <laughs> set of messaging that was just repeating and repeating and repeating. And and you're right. I mean, I just did a podcast about the fact that there's about six, maybe five or six different, uh, social media and media outlets, um, that are being run by about 15 billionaires and that controls Mm -hmm. about 90% of the news and the messaging that we hear here in North America. And I mean, there's gotta be something about them getting together with what they want people to think about, what they want people to believe and, getting people to fall in line with um, certain protocols around the social distancing and, and the fear of you don't want to get this virus. And uh, although I do think that the virus is real, I do think that there is, as you say, a lot that we are not being told and a lot that has gone on behind the scenes that is not on the up and up to say the least. Yes. So I feel like the virus is also real, but it's like downloaded into mm-hmm. our minds. Mm-hmm. And I was revealed through this through a meditation where watching TV literally induces a hypnotic trance that enables the theta stage of the brain, which directly correlates the subconscious mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. So they're planting it into our head. They're planting the virus. They're planting the fear. I think the pandemic is at this point, the fear more than the virus itself in terms of the prevalence of what's going on. I mean, the, 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 the virus is real. People are dying. It's, it's, it's a dire situation, but you're absolutely right that our subconscious is being implanted with fear and messaging that wants us to be under control of a certain segment of the population and things have yet to be revealed here. That's, that's fascinating. I chose not to watch the news too much. I, I pick and choose the highlights that I check in on and the numbers and the statistics Mm -hmm. and of course the protocols and uh, being safe, but there's, there is more going on for sure here. Yes. I don't know. Like, see, and then like I get, I got tested again with the virus. Like, I got tested three times, and the third, like, that's always how it comes for me. The tests are in Okay. Threes. So, the second test, I had a horrible cough, like, and I couldn't breathe, and I was like, oh, my God, like, this is so scary. Oh. Like, wow, like, 
here I am, like, okay, this is the coronavirus, like, okay, I was wrong, and then I, I woke up the next morning, it was still there, and I was just like, no, I do not welcome this into my reality, this isn't my reality, I made myself some tea, and I put, like, healing intentions in it, Beautiful. and then it went away. So, th- when you say the test, <laughs> you actually didn't go in and get a diagnostic test, you just were no. tested by the no. universe, okay, amazing, yes. that's, yes. well... Your intentions are strong and, and (laughs) I guess so. But then, okay. The next one is crazy. So that was last week. The the one that I'm about to share right now. So my boyfriend was like laying next to me, not feeling good. Telling me about how badly his throat was hurting and my throat was also hurting. And I was just like, okay, like, let's see how strong I am right now. And so what I did as we were sleeping, I kind of just like, I remember putting my hands up and like created like this like force field around Mm. us and I just visualized that this virus would go away that we were experiencing symptoms of it and we were just going to be protected from it the next day I still felt sick I just didn't feed it I didn't like let my body like um I just didn't let my body like think it was sick because I believe our minds are powerful like they're all connected our mind controls our body our body controls our mind and therefore and I kept su- sending those healing intentions for both me and him. That night he came home. His throat was still hurting. Mine was gone. And so I just kept that, held that intention. And then the next day, he just never talked about it. Wow. Like, it, I went Amazing. away. Amazing. <laughs> that's incredible. It's, wow, that's that's really incredible. I think there is a lot to be said so, about our our mental strength and what we choose to focus yes. on grows. We know that. So, yes. and that's why I that's why I kind of said like I don't know if it's real, and I say that because I don't know if it's because um, it's like break planted into our minds, or is it because I'm just like we are all our, we're our individual creators of reality, and I'm just like creating a reality in which we don't have that virus. Well, either way, so. you don't have it, you didn't get it, and if you did, you're healed and you're well and this yeah. keep on going with that. I love it. That's So yeah, that's why I don't know what is happening. I just know that we are powerful. We're strong enough Absolutely. to defeat it. And I know the truth will be revealed to us, and I believe that this is happening because the fear, just the disconnection from ourselves, it's to prevent heaven mm-hmm. from taking over because people are activating higher levels of consciousness more than they ever yes. have before. More people are awakening up. And I feel like this is a distraction. It is a distraction and it's a very unfortunate distraction. It's, it's bringing people down in, in their physical health, but uh, even more so in numbers, statistically, it's bringing people mm-hmm. down in, in their mental and emotional health and, we're seeing that. I mean, we know that emotional vibrations have a frequency uh, in, in in fear and in shame uh, around that are so low. They vibrate so low, and it and it comes. Yeah. It, it's been measured with ECGs. The heart has been measured um, when certain emotions are evoked, such as fear, and we vibe very low when we're in a fear state. And as a result, our nervous system vibes low, our adrenals don't work well, mm-hmm. our immune system starts to lower. And of course, that can breed the onset of, of uh, 
bringing in a virus into our body and having it manifest yeah. in the worst of ways. So we need to, we need to keep on this upward track of vibing high and, and filling our, our bodies and our hearts with love. I'm, I'm with you, sister. Yeah. Yeah. As hard as it, is, it, it can be, hard, we're fighting but... against a system or a, a collective of systems, yeah. but um, let's mm -hmm. just keep going, girl. <laughs> well, yes. thank you for your, for your insights and your thoughts on that. That's, um, that's some good stuff. Um, yeah, it's a it controversial is. subject and I don't really get into it much because I don't, I don't claim to have all the answers. I just base it off of my own intuition and yeah. what I observe. So fair enough. Yes. <laughs> so before we go, I want to ask, is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners before you head into this very exciting next phase of your life in becoming a parent? Yeah, I guess I just, I really want everybody to know how powerful that they are as creators of their reality. Like, there's just so much untapped potential and power that lies within you. And that's kind of why I call myself the magic mirror, because I'm reflecting you back to yourself. I'm reflecting you back to your power. And I want you to know that, like, you are so powerful. You just have to yes. look within you. And it's okay to seek help. It's okay to seek guidance and reach out if you have questions or if you want to dive deeper, if you just have, like, you just want to know, like, what the <laughs> I love it. You need help getting connected to your intuition. Like, it's, it's it is, it is. And <laughs> the strongest of people, absolutely. We all need help. We need each other. We're a social species and, and we deserve that from each other. So that's, that's a beautiful statement. Thank you. And is there anything that we can do for you in terms of sending love and prayers and anything at all to support you on your journey? Yes, please. So I have the intentions of having a natural birth, a natural delivery, um, I am going to be delivering mm -hmm. in a hospital and my intentions with that is I, my end goal is to share with all the, f the fearful women that they can have a beautiful birth experience, even during this coronavirus, <sighs> the pandemic. So that is like my, I want to make a video <sighs> about that and alleviate so much fear because I know how scary it is. But if you guys could just send intentions that everything is just, run so smoothly and effortlessly my body just labors just exactly how it needs to yes and no tearing <laughs> like I don't want to just, like, visualize that like if you could visualize like me talking about how I didn't tear and how he just came out effortlessly and my I just trusted in my body and my man was there. beautiful well we're gonna send you all the beautiful <laughs> loving energy we can to alleviate any of those possibilities and what will be will be but yes. I, I have uh yeah I have a good feeling about how it's going to go for you and yeah mm -hmm. we will all send you nothing but love and prayers and and positive energy that you have a beautiful birth for the welcoming of your son it's so exciting it's Thank it's you. really amazing and so will you be posting a video on your youtube channel amazing yes okay yes, I will. Okay. Well, I want to thank you so very much. I'm so honored and so grateful that you joined me for this, Ciara, and um, shared mm -hmm. your wealth of knowledge and insights and messages that are 
invaluable to, I think, everyone and anyone that's open and willing to receive this. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Much thank love and you. light to you, soul sister. Thank you. I love all of you guys. And I love we love you, you too. <laughs> Thanks, Ciara. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye.